BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you in part by Peak. I love a morning matcha. I have been drinking my morning matcha, honestly, since Dr. Kellyanne really raved about all the benefits of actually drinking matcha. It's really better for you than coffee. Sometimes coffee leaves me jittery and anxious. And my latest obsession is peak tea. It offers the best matcha out there. It's called sun goddess matcha, and it's to die for. It's literally like an antioxidant facial for your skin. It's literally the best matcha I have ever had, and I've been making it a daily ritual every morning. It's so good. It's a skin complexion booster. I also love Peak's vitamin C. It's called the daily immune, and it is the absolute best vitamin C for radiant skin. I love these little packets of elderberry, lapsimal vitamin C. They really are like a wellness shot for my skin. It's super hydrating to the skin, effective. And you can tell by the taste, it's packing a punch. And you guys, I couldn't leave without talking about my favorite nighttime ritual. Hibiscus Beauty Elixir has become part of my nightly beauty routine. Tons of antioxidants, vitamin C to support glowing, healthier looking skin. And it really does help support aging and promotes calm and rejuvenation. You guys are not going to want to miss this offer. I promise you. This brand is so amazing. They literally have everything you need to create a healthy skin routine from the inside out. Peak is offering you guys a limited time deal. Get 5% off plus free shipping when you purchase their Radiant Skin Trio with code LIPSTICK while supplies last. All you have to do is go to peaktea.com slash lipstick with code LIPSTICK for 5% off site-wide. That's peaktea.com, P-I-Q-U-E-T-E-A.com slash lipstick and use code LIPSTICK for 5% off your order. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. <laughs> You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. Oh, hey. Oh, hi there. Oh, hey, girl. Hey, did you know that I was in, you probably knew this, I was in a very committed relationship before Stuber. I actually know that. And the person you were in a committed relationship popped my cherry on a lip filler, mm. if you remember. <laughs> yeah. We have had a relationship as a couple, Emish and I, with this next guest for a She's very, blushing. very, I'm blushing. I'm a very long time. Dr. Holly Bakshanda. Hi. Bored certified dermatologist to everyone. <laughs> literally, my, my, my friend's kids, um, the most famous of famous, literally everything. I mean, everyone and everything she treats. She speaks English, Spanish, 
Farsi. She is a badass. She's beautiful. Do you know because some derms, can we just take it back a little bit? Some derms that you go to make yourself look better, you're like, wait, I don't really love the work that you that they've done on themselves. Have you ever had that happen? Of course. Oh, it's so weird. But very rarely, because I actually was fortunate enough to go see her cousin, Dr. Doris Day, Bakshan Day. Yes. She explained that to me one on day. On the east side. On the east side. Yes. But yes, there Dr. are very Doris few Day. Dr. Day and Bakshan Day. Yeah, Dr. Bakshan Day is based in Los Angeles. So you guys, if you are lucky enough to be able to come to Los Angeles, so please look her up. She pretty much does everything. We have had a long history, right? Love affair. We have had a long love affair. I actually, and I will say this, and I really truly mean this. There's a lot of people that we've had on and will continue to have on, but Dr. B is my my all time. She is my favorite dermatologist. She's really kept me, I have to say, looking good, if not younger than I look for many years. I have dealt with cystic acne, hyperpigmentation, my warts, eczema. My husband sees her. She basically buys the entire Sienta line. But literally, we you see my entire family. I've literally been with her almost 15 years. And it's been a pleasure every minute of the way. And you make it very easy. I mean, I love having a beautiful patient such as yourself, who also values the beauty and being natural and being not overdone. <laughs> I will say that. I had just had, I think, my third baby. I was fucking losing my mind. I looked terrible. I looked dull. I hadn't had anything done in, I don't know, over a year at that point. And I decided, and I had a massive meeting like an hour and a half later. And I'm like, let's do a peel. <laughs> oh, God. Let's do a peel. Oh, it's I always remember. a good idea. Let's do a peel. She was like, no. And I'm like, I'm doing it. Just Super was one- real happy with us. He was real happy. What was with us. the what was the peel? It was the Vita, the V it peel. Was the the v, v peel. What was the V peel for like hyperpigmentation? For right? Hyperpigmentation and discoloration. And you were peeling like a snake and Stuber <laughs> wanted to kill us both. I mean, literally, he was like, what the fuck have you done? Okay, we're gonna take it all back. <laughs> we're gonna go back to the beginning. So we kind of started seeing each other. I don't even know who recommended you to me. Was it Hakaka? I don't know. No, because you didn't have your babies yet. No, no, you didn't have your babies yet. I met you way before yeah. you met Stuber. So I don't, I, I can't sure. remember. But when I met um, Holly, Dr. B, she, I was very much dealing with a cycle of cystic acne. And I'm going to let Dr. B explain exactly what cystic acne is because it's a little bit different than regular acne per se. I had already had about in my kind of mid-20s where I'd actually gone on Accutane, kind of the similar thing, but I'm in like, at this point, it's like early 30s and the cysts are coming back. And that's the thing about acne. People make the mistake of thinking acne is a teenage issue. And I have a lot of women coming to me in their 20s and their 30s with acne that they've never had before. And they really struggle with it. And that acne typically loves the chin and jawline. There's a lot of factors to acne in general. It could be working out, sweating, hanging out, you know, that smoothie that you want to get right after you work out and you kind of linger in your sweaty clothes. You don't shower right away. That can kind of contribute to it. A lot of it is genetics too. Most of the people I see with really cystic acne have one family member who really struggled with acne. So there's a big genetic component as well. And what I love about, this is what I love about a great doctor. And hear me clearly. She did not just go to Accutane. You know, 
she was like, okay, here's what we're going to get. We're going to try washing your face. You're going to get an assistant. Then we're going to try a little bit of medicine. Then we're going to change that. And that's what I mean. By the time we finally got to where you thought I needed to be, and again, it wasn't even a full round, but I had tried spirolactone, disacycline, minocycline. I had gone the gamut of crossing off things that maybe we could do that could work until, you know, again, this is not a medical show to each his own. I know Accutane gets, you know, a bad rap and I don't even want to go into that. But for me, I would literally, it would be so painful. It was like a volcano. I mean, you would inject Cystic it. acne is very painful by its very nature. It, there's a lot of inflammation involved and it can be quite painful and it recurs and it leaves a lot of hyperpigmentation mm-hmm. behind, which we're going to be talking which about. Which we're going to be talking about. You know, I will say, and after we did that small round of Accutane, it, I don't know how, but it kept it at bay. I do want to get to one of my favorite topics because it's something that I've had, I have dealt with. 2019, Emish and I know this, it was the year of the skin for me. And I was determined after my three babies, I am going to get rid of my hyperpigmentation and melasma. But I want to take it back. And will you explain and post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, picking a spot? Because a lot of people don't understand that verbiage, which kind of I just like kind of learned about. But picking a spot leaves hyperpigmentation, leaves damage. Exactly. So let's tease out the two things you're talking about, melasma and post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. And we'll just call post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation PIH, right? For short. So they're two different things, but they both leave dark discoloration and they can be very stubborn. With post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation or PIH, you're dealing with something that was inflammatory, pink, red, angry, like cystic acne. It could even be a mosquito bite. It could be eczema. It could be a burn from a curling iron. So anything that inflamed the skin, once it heals, has that potential to leave hyperpigmentation behind. Whereas melasma is the hyperpigmentation we typically see on the cheeks, a little bit between the eyebrows, the mustache area of women, and it's very much related to hormones. So you see it a lot in pregnancy. In fact, its nickname is the pregnancy mask. And you also see it in people who are taking, you know, oral contraceptive pills, which is exogenous hormone and sun exposure. It doesn't happen to everyone, but it's pretty common melasma. So those are two different types of hyperpigmentation, but both are very stubborn and both respond to the same types of treatment. I am on the camp of not liking lasers for hyperpigmentation because, especially as it pertains to melasma, melasma is triggered by heat. It's not just triggered by hormones. And we did a little segment way back when where we talked about the three pillars of melasma, which are hormones, heat, and sun exposure. Mm. Okay. So heat is alive and well, and lasers use heat energy. So sometimes these lasers are marketed for melasma, and indeed you will see a result immediately after the laser, but then a little bit down the line, that melasma comes back with a vengeance. You're stimulating those melanocytes. You come back in a couple days later, like that wasn't there before. It's like dark automatically. Right, so I'm not a big fan of laser. There are many practitioners and dermatologists that do use laser as a treatment for melasma, and they do it with you know different precautions so that not to stimulate melasma, but I'm not a big fan. I think that you really do need to respect those three pillars of melasma. So 
sunscreen, protecting yourself from the sun, staying out of direct heat. You know, that's really important too. And then of course, you can't control endogenous hormones or hormones within, but if you really are struggling with it, with melasma, it's worth considering not being on an exogenous hormone like birth control pills, or for get, And getting your hormones checked. Right. I mean, I know you've sent friends of mine to get their hormones checked to see their testosterone levels, to check their progesterone and estrogen. That does play into all of that. I mean, it does. I never would have thought that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hormones are a big one for stimulating melasma, which is why you see so many pregnant women or women start to get their melasma after they have their babies. Yeah. I have discovered the chicest, most practical, and might I add, the most comfortable shoe ever. To be honest, I kind of hate when people describe a shoe as practical because it usually means you have to sacrifice style or comfort when they say, oh, but it feels good or it doesn't hurt your feet or you're like, okay, but is it ugly? No. My latest obsession, the company is called Rothy's. They are the best. You might've heard about Rothy's best-selling point and flat. It's cool. It's comfortable. In fact, People Magazine named the point the best flat for their first ever style awards in early 2021. But did you know they make insanely comfortable sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, Mary Janes, and more? Rothy's are so great for so many reasons, but my top three are, first and foremost, you got to have comfort. Comfort is literally everything. From working to being with my kids, hanging with my girlfriends, these shoes can literally take me anywhere. Washability, you can wash these shoes and they come out looking brand new. It's incredible. I always wash my kids' shoes. I wash my shoes and sometimes they fall apart. Rothy's do not fall apart. I recently got They're pointed toe flats and they're honestly my favorite. My feet are so comfortable all day. I still look chic. I can wear them to work, my kids' sports event, even to get drinks with the girls. I truly wear them everywhere. And what I love also, I know it's going to sound weird, but they're so light. They're not heavy. They come in all shapes and colors for every occasion. They also are made of recycled materials like plastic water bottles and fully machine washable, which I'm telling you is a game changer, especially if you are a mom always on the sports field. Rothy's have a unique and seamless design. And I must say they're the perfect fall shoe to add to your wardrobe. I'm telling you, it's an instant staple. You already know I'm going to talk about the holidays and Rothy's, they make the perfect gift. I have a good news. I got you guys a code, win the gift game this season with Rothy's shoes and accessories. And you guys are gonna get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash lipstick with extended returns. $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash lipstick with extended returns and exchanges through the holidays. That's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash lipstick. And action. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah Gretzky. And I'm Natalie Buck. And together, we are the Nut Chicks. We're here to talk anything and everything on screen, including what your favorite celebs are up to. And if you want to know what shows we are absolutely loving and hating, well, thank God, because we will be unpacking for you every single Thursday. So grab your Netflix and some popcorn because the chicks are coming. And scene. Okay, so what are the best preventative treatments you think are good for hyperpigmentation? So first and foremost, and it's, you know, been said so many times, but underestimated is sunscreen. 
you really do have to protect yourself from the sun. If you are prone to melasma, especially, you got to be one of those crazy people who put the sunscreen on before they leave to go to the pool. They've got their hat on. They're in the shade because just that 20 minutes of, oh, I'm only going to be out for 20 minutes can really make a difference. So sunscreen, what types of sunscreen do you, do you so like? So I, I typically like to stick to mineral-based sunscreen. So, and why know, is that? Because they act as a sunblock instead of a sunscreen. So there's sunscreen, sunblock. Sunscreen's chemicals. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, there's two different types of sun protection. There's sunscreen, which uses chemicals to block sun. And then there is physical blockers, which are most popular titanium dioxide, zinc oxide, kind of those old school sunscreens that the surfers used to put and they used to make and their And that's the mineral base. That's the mineral base. Zinc, the sun block. Sun block, zinc and titanium. And now there are a lot more elegant preparate, you know, preparations where you don't get so white or they're tinted. We love tinted Sole- ones. We love yeah. Soleil Toujours. Do you know Soleil Toujours? I don't. Oh, awesome. Is it a block or a screen? It's a mineral-based sunscreen. Okay. So I like those the best. And then there's another factor that you need to consider, which gets a little bit more complex. But when you have a sunscreen that's chemical-based, one of the ways it works is by absorbing that sun and absorbing that heat energy and blocking it off. So it almost stimulates, I feel, more heat than the sunblock, which is another reason why I choose sunblock for my melasma-prone patients. Yeah. What about Ulta-MD? Do people- Ulta-MD are almost all mineral-based. So Ulta-MD is a real good one for, for melasma. And you know, for the most part, most people tend to kind of shy away from wanting to put chemicals on their skin anyway. So I feel like mineral sunscreens have really made a huge comeback. They were kind of out of favor for a while because they did make your face look so white. But now they have a technology called micronization where they micronize the zinc and the titanium. That means they make them into super duper small particles Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't have that whitening effect. I have a question actually, because I've heard over the years people say, and it's, I don't know, it's like a myth or truth, but there's a certain level with which sunscreen is just useless. So you're like, I'm going to buy a hundred. It really is no different than using 30 or 45. So what you're referring to is once you get past SPF 30, and SPF stands for sun protection factor. Once you get towards that, the increment between an SPF 30 and a 50 and a hundred, so small, it doesn't really it's not a 60 isn't twice as strong as protecting you from the sun as a 30. Do you believe that? Because I will say that I, what I have found, and this is where Molly's going to laugh at me, that I have actually gotten better and deeper tans using sunscreen. (laughs) Well, remember, you aren't, the point of a sunscreen or a sunblock (laughs) is not to get get tan, tan. but it's also, it's not to burn. So yes. burning is the main thing that you want to avoid. That's exactly burning it. is what damages your DNA. So when you burn your skin, when you see that you have a sunburn, you've damaged DNA there. And I have I did not burn I once didn't know this that. summer. Yeah. I did I did know that. And I know that I did not burn once this summer. And I used my Soleil Toujours all summer. I sprayed my entire body. And I will say I, I had a really good solid tan that still kind of is kicked in. So I I don't want to burst your bubble, but- (laughs) I'm still damaging my skin, I know. Exactly. So tanning is going to play to the aging, the aging of the skin. Burning is going to play more to skin cancers. And so they're both important. One would argue they're equally important. Yes. Us vain people. But, (laughs) you know, aging and skin cancer, 
you know, that's protecting yourself from the sun is doing those two things. So you definitely want to prevent burning, especially prevent your little ones from burning because we see the skin cancers we see in our adult life are usually from sunburns that happen below the age of 13. I learned that from my mom. She had the basal cell. Yes. She had like four or five of them removed. Again, she's very fair, light blue All you need is one sunburn. All you need is one sunburn. So basal cell is a very common skin cancer that happens from sun exposure. And what's crazy is she never got in the sun. So I don't know if she got really burned as a child. She may have had one sunburn as a child. I remember one traumatic sunburn. My parents put noxema on me to cool my skin because that's how much it hurt. So... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Aloe vera, yeah. like the yeah. whole thing. Mom, i to break a plant, whatever. Okay. So in terms of walk us through, we have dark spots left over. We've picked the pimple, the zit that we shouldn't have picked. How do you treat that? Okay. So let's rewind just a little bit and say not pick. Please don't pick. Picking really does stimulate hyperpigmentation. So when you pick and prod and pinch and scratch, you are stimulating melanocytes to produce pigment. So try to keep your hands away. But yes, once you have that pigment, what are you going to do about it? If you can't see a dermatologist and you can't get prescription strength products, there are a lot of ingredients out on the market that do help with hyperpigmentation. So ingredients that you want to look out for are hydroquinone. That's the big one. And you're only going to see it at a 2% when it's not given by a physician. So anything that you see over the counter is going to have maximum 2% in it. That's all that's allowed, but it's definitely a good starting point. There's also azelaic acid and kojic acid. Those are both found in some lightening and brightening ingredients that really help. I love azelaic acid because it's a duo. It actually helps fight acne And it also helps fight the hyperpigmentation. So in that person who's getting acne and hyperpigmentation, it's a good one. There's some great products now called Peace Out or Zit Sticka. And Mm -hmm. it's really good. They're like fade away and they have the azelaic acid in them. Oh, that's good. They're great. That's a popular one. Yeah. With the hydroquinone, 2% max is over the counter. What would a prescription have? Anywhere above that. So Anywhere. we usually would the start ma- at the max be about 12%. Oh, so wow. it goes from okay. four to 12. Four to 12 of, if, if you get prescription. Correct. And if you have major hyperpigmentation, would you suggest, okay, you're going to do the Molly version of give me the V pill. And then like talk us through like what you would suggest to the listeners. Like I've got a lot of patchiness. I'm going to commit. I'm going to wear my sunscreen. What do I do? What's my first major thing to do? Or would you just be consistent and not do anything major? It's difficult to get rid of hyperpigmentation without actually doing something about it. It won't go away on its own. You can, you know, not worsen it by putting your sunscreen on. And we also should talk about vitamin C is a great anti-browner, right? So it kind of protects the skin from pigmenting. We're going to do a whole segment. Don't worry about vitamin C because it's every girl, every person, Everyone should have every a vitamin man C. should have a vitamin C. What's your C. favorite vitamin C out of curiosity? My favorite is SkinCeuticals CE Ferulic. I yeah. find that it is a very good formulation because vitamin C is a very big molecule. So a lot of these vitamin C preparations, if they're not formulated correctly, they're not really getting to where they should go. And is there anything you can do 
to prep the skin to get it to absorb better, like a microneedling tool at yes, home or anything? Absolutely. The exfoliating or microneedling or dermabrasion, anything that's going to slough off those top dead layers of skin is going to make anything you use penetrate better. Microneedling is great. It also stimulates collagen, right? Because you're producing micro injury. So it's not just good for hyperpigmentation. It's also a great anti-ager. So is there a peel you would suggest? Is there a laser you would suggest? Or would you say, okay, we're just going to use Try to get as much. So here's what I really love to do. Kojic. Here's what I love to do. When I see my melasma patient or hyperpigmentation patient in my office, what I do is I send them home with a really good skincare regimen that includes a vitamin C, a sunscreen, and some sort of brightener and active, whether it's hydroquinone, retinol, kojic acid, azelaic acid, sometimes a combination of all of those things. And I have them do that for at least four to six weeks. Right at the four to six weeks mark is when I like to do my procedure, that in-office procedure. What is it going to be? It could be a chemical peel. It could Explain be, what a chemical peel is. So a chemical peel is a strong, usually blend of acids that peel away, that penetrate deep and peel away the skin. So now we've prepped the skin with that at-home regimen, and then they come in and they do a chemical peel. And their skin is already kind of prepped and ready. So they're going to receive that chemical peel a lot better. And then once they're done peeling, so for example, with the V peel, they peel from about day three to day five. So so then you do the peel. And then once you're done peeling, you resume that pretreatment. So you're almost sandwiching the peel by that hydroquinone regimen before and after. And that's when you're going to get the best results. And obviously, you know, you got to protect your investment. So you've got to put sunscreen on, keep yourself. And, you know, people always say, oh, when's the best time to get a peel? Like it's summertime, I'm in the sun. Well, guess what? You know, wintertime, you're going on Christmas vacation and you're going to the Bahamas and you're going to Puerto Rico. And again, Vallarta. remember when you're skiing or if you're out yes. in the winter, the snow, the reflection, you can oh, yeah. get burned. Correct. During so the winter. there's never really the perfect time. You just got to dive in and do it. I think the biggest secret I've learned is to try to find a daytime moisturizer that has the sunscreen in it. Because I think a lot of people forget to put sunscreen out when they walk out the door. So at least if you have it in your daytime, it's Yeah, in that's there. one way your bronzers, a lot of bronzers mm-hmm. now have a lot of makeup SPF has in it. it. So that really helps. But I, also, I don't necessarily use a moisturizer every single day. I use an SPF. I use the sun drops from Rodial. I like the ones from Barbara Sturm. I use, what else do I use? My tinted foundation, my CC cream. Has the it. it Cosmetics has 30 or 50. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I use that religiously. On a daily basis, when you are going to work and we're right now in the studio. So we're not really getting that sun exposure. I think it's more important on weekends and on vacations. That's when you really have to break that sunscreen out and it has to be part of your routine. Mm-hmm. If you're going to work and you're in an office setting or you're at home Zooming, it's not as important to, you know, get that, you know, major sunblock on. It's really when you're out and about with the kids, the soccer games, all that. That's when you're going to get your sun exposure. I have a question about your thoughts on investing in beauty products. Like, do you think that it's important to invest? Like, do you think that when you spend a lot of money on a product, that actually means it's better? That's a really great question. Yes and no. I think that, you know, to get a product on a shelf like Bloomingdale's takes a lot of capital. So that's going to be translated into the the price of the product. That being said, there are a lot of medical grade products. Some of those products you find only in a dermatologist's office, for example, that have similar price points, sometimes even lower than that Bloomies or Neiman Marcus product. 
with a little more science behind it. So it really depends. You got to get your cues from people that you trust, people who know skin. I'm going to obviously advocate for the dermatologist because I feel like dermatologists really, that's their job to know skin. But it's not necessarily so. There are a lot of products out there that aren't, don't have high price points that are really great products. And you have to think there's huge companies out there that spend a lot of R&D and they have a huge wide audience. So they're able to kind of bring that price down. So if you're going to invest in one product, you're like, I am, I'm willing to spend money on one great face cream or one great serum. Is there yeah, give one us, give that your you favorite would say, brands. this is the, the one you're going to put your money into? Okay, so we discussed a vitamin C, yeah. the C for Rulux Conceuticals I love. And that's a, that's a decent price point. It is. It's, a, it's, not not it's a decent it's price point. A, yeah. it's, it's like a hundred She's good, but it's a double. It's a cocktail. Just really... For our listeners, vitamin C, no matter what, have it in your regimen. It's the most important antioxidant, and it's so easy. And it's, by the way, the one thing every single guest, when we ask what's the one product you need to have, everyone says vitamin C. What's your favorite vitamin C? The skin, the the CE Ferulic by SkinCeuticals. I really love it. And I think that a good eye cream— do you have a favorite? Is worth the Sente Illuminae is one of my favorites. Sente, which one? Sente S I E N S E S E N T E T E. I've never heard of this Stuber, line. Stuber, guess what? The Stuber household has the whole line. <laughs> I need to try Stuber's this. Hooked. Stuber's hooked. Is it? It's, it's dermatologist only. Yeah, not only. If you're going to invest in a good anti-aging product you got to have something that's got a little spice to it, a little kick to it. And I think that retinols have or probably the most popular buzzword word, but you don't necessarily have to use a retinol. Retinols can be too strong. They can be very irritating. That's exactly right, Molly. Very irritating, very hard to tolerate. So people try, they're excited to put on a retinol and then, you know, three days later they're peeling and, you know, not looking very pretty. So there are other anti-aging products that are don't have retinol in them. So there's the glycolics, the azelaics, the kojics, all those different acids, alpha hydroxies that help to exfoliate you on a, you know, microscopic level every day that really help with fine lines and aging. Now, if you do want to really give the retinol a try, go low and slow. Low, low and slow. Consistency like is everything. Teeny little bit, low size of a lentil. Every two to three nights in the beginning. So you're putting it on Monday. You're not putting it on again until Thursday. Then again until Monday. Then you kind of work yourself up. Always put a good non-comedogenic moisturizer on afterwards so that you're hydrating. Retinols don't moisturize. They They, do not. So you need to use that moisturizer. So is retinol typically prescription or non-prescription? So retinol is non-prescription. When we go into Tretinoin or Retin-A, which made Tretinoin so famous, Retin-A is a brand name, but it's actually Tretinoin. Yes, you can, it's prescription strength. And those were initially developed for acne, Mm. not for anti-aging. So they're not as cosmetically elegant as, you know, some of your cosmetic retinols and Tretinoins. I haven't used a retinol yet. You've used a retinol. You just don't, don't know. realize it. It's the cocktail version. It'll be like a retinol with a bunch of other things. Correct. So when you say anti-aging, what about, okay, well, I messed up and I now have some lines and I want to try to like wind back time as much as I can. Is that possible? Or am I just forced to then, you know, do the Botox, which, you know, thank God I started doing it at 29. Thanks well, to bo- Molly. Well, 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 neurotoxin is also anti-aging too. It's preventative also, but that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. But no, there are ways to kind of reverse some of the, you know, This specifically aging. my eye area. That she's gotten 
rough lately. Well, that's why I'm saying investing in a good eye cream is mm-hmm. really important. People often forget the neck. Yeah. You know, we're so focused on the face. Well, not, I mean, I think people are focusing on the neck because of Zoom. They're now seeing more mm-hmm. and more from that angle and people are realizing, wait a second, I've got to like take care of my neck. Yes, you have to take care of your neck because it is so hard to turn back the time on the neck. All right, you guys know how I feel about taking vitamins. Taking your multivitamin is so, so important. It is something I swear by. I take mine every day. It has become an essential part of my morning routine. I'm here today to talk about the company that revolutionized multivitamins. They made taking a multivitamin probably as chic as it can come. I mean, I am obsessed. Well, they have done it again. On top of their already amazing multivitamin, did you know they offer protein powders? Oh, that's right. They're so amazing. They're so delicious. They recruited a team of scientists from Harvard, I might add, to reimagine protein from the ground up. What they did for the multivitamin, now they're doing for protein powder. It's called the essential protein. It's the protein that is here to shake things up. Whether you're working out, getting your sweat on, you're walking your dog, you're getting your kids to school, you're making your coffee. This protein powder is quite literally made for everyone. Rituals Protein Powder is here to support daily health. It's made with nutrients to support bone health, brain health, muscle health. It will help you maintain muscle mass as you age. And we all know we lose muscle mass as we age. It's clean. It's plant-based. It's created specifically to support the needs of all different stages in your life. I also have to mention this protein powder tastes so good. You guys know how picky I am. I love vanilla. I always have. It is so good. It's like kind of that delicious, sweet, but not too sweet vanilla flavor. I have been adding this protein powder to my daily smoothies. It is a game changer. If you guys don't take the vitamins, take the vitamins. They're super chic. They look great on your vanity and it is an incredible multivitamin. So why not shake up your ritual to make trying something new less scary? Ritual offers a money back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Plus my listeners, that's right, you guys, you're going to get 10% off during your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash lipstick to add essential protein today. That's ritual.com, R-I-T-U-A-L.com slash lipstick. I use the protein in literally everything. I do it in the morning. I take my multivitamin. You guys, it's incredible. You guys are going to love it. What do you think the most important thing is for anti-aging? Sun protection and exfoliating, you know, promoting that cell turnover. turnover. You are forcing the skin to and what turn over like its cells. I mean, anything with some sort of an exfoliator in it. I love glycolic. My cleanser I use every day is glyc- has glycolic. Oh, which, which cleanser do you that? use? It's called Mild Gel Wash by Glytone. Oh, Mild yeah, yeah. I love me some Glytone. Wash. Glytone is a brand that really specializes in glycolic, which is why they're- And know, where do we get that? You can find it. I have it on my website, the Glytone website. And that is the Glytone lightener that I use. Yes. So Glytone also makes an azelaic acid product called an enhanced brightening complex. So it's a mixture of glycolic and azelaic, which is anti-acne, anti-hyperpigmentation, anti-aging. Does it dry your skin out or no? A little. It can, yeah. yeah. I mean, these things that are spicy, you have to moisturize. You have to. Because my skin gets dry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always a challenge to 
to use things that are anti-aging and anti-acne. Those are typically products that are going to make your skin dry. So you need to hydrate from the get-go. And you have to make sure if you're acne prone that you're hydrating with something that's got that verbiage on it, non-comedogenic. That's a huge buzzword. I'm not acne prone, but I do get, I'll get dry. So I tend to then overcompensate by putting on so much moisturizer. What are your thoughts on oils? Because I do love a good face oil. You know, the serums and the oils, like what do you think? So oils have become really trendy. And if you are not acne prone, go for it. I do not like using oil products in my acne-prone patients. And like, you know, acne is everyone, almost everyone struggles with acne at some point. So I like to stay away from oils. Another important thing to know about oils is oil is not a hydrator. Okay. So oil doesn't deliver water because it's not water. It's oil. There's Mm. no hydration in the oils? No hydration. The only way you can consider oil as a hydrator is if you are trapping a moisturizer by putting the oil on. In other words, you've washed your face or you just got out of the shower and then you're putting the oil on that wet, damp skin. Which is what I do, yeah. To seal it in. That's what she was telling me with the kids. Don't pat them completely dry. I always, yeah. The vani cream or whatever right. you gave me on you're trapping a little that bit. Of- but if you're just going to put oil on your hands right now, your dry it, it hands, is nothing. Yeah, my hands feel very dry right now. It's not going to so I don't hydrate. Know. It's not what you're it not. You want to deliver water into the skin cells. You're not doing that when you use an oil. So, what are your thoughts on hyaluronic serum? So, hyaluronic serum is a hydrator and a plumper. Hyaluronic acid actually plumps up the cells. So, I like to think of hyaluronic acid as I don't know if you guys have ever done this experiment with your kids, but you can put a little bowl of raisins. You put the water in the raisins and you just let them soak. And those raisins will become plump because they, you know, absorb the water. If you think of your skin cells, each of your skin cells as one little raisin, you want to hydrate those skin cells. One way to do that is by using a good moisturizer and a hyaluronic acid serum. It'll plump those skin cells. It's one of the reasons why filler became so popular, right? Filler is hyaluronic acid. Most of the fillers that we talk about, like Restylane and Juvederm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Hyalur- they're pure hyaluronic acid in a gel. So we're actually putting it into those lines to plump them up. By putting a hyaluronic acid serum on the skin, you're plumping each of those skin cells. So you're getting that tight junction between skin cells because you're you know, plumping them up. So it's a bunch of little raisins getting bigger. Right? I am, does that I, make first sense? First of all, I'm doing that experiment. Does that make sense? Yeah, it I, totally I does. I love that. I mean, I think yeah. that's so interesting. So you're hydrating that raisin back to its grape form. You're never going to get it back to the grape. So, so really don't bother using hyaluronic serum at night because you don't want to plump your skin at night. Just totally. use it in the morning. So exactly. Because sometimes you buy an expensive hyaluronic serum and you're like, uh, you just I'm wasting it. it at night. You don't just bother. nailed it. And I always tell my patients that use your hyaluronic acid in the morning. Use your CE, your vitamin C in the morning. You're protecting yourself from environmental factors and you don't need to do that while you're in bed. So so I recently got the Babor, that eight-time tripeptide, eight-peptide, single little Vial. ampules, vials. Phenomenal. And I use it in the morning, not at night. Yeah. I will say it is so moisturizing and hydrating, especially I was feeling like really dry. I swear it worked. Yeah. Hyaluronic acid pulls it's pulls in like 10 to 20. I don't even know the statistic, but it pulls in uh, so much water. So what's your favorite tractor? Face cream. So I love Sente's Dermal Nourish. It's a very hydrating moisturizer that has 
what are called glycosaminoglycans. So they are a— Let's, Can you say it slower? Glycosaminoglycans. We call them GAGs, G-A-G. Gags. I like the longer <laughs> version. Yeah. Glycosaminoglycans are a huge component in transporting the things you need in your skin cells to rejuvenate them. So without using the retinols and without using something that's spicy to, that exfoliates you, it's a good anti-ager. So that's a really good one. What are some of my other favorites? I love the triple lipid moisturizer. I love that. The SkinCeuticals. Oh, it's yeah, that's so a good one. yummy. It's it good. makes it your skin it's very feel silky. Plump. It's very silky. Mm-hmm. Also, I we just um, interviewed Tina Craig, who did You Beauty, and she has a super smart you hydrator. Yeah. We're going to send you. It is so good. It's not heavy. She talks about how they developed like a technology that because when your skin like it's, I'm going to get it all wrong, but basically your body always attacks anything that's coming into it. So Mm -hmm. the way they did it was they wrapped in, triple wrapped the spheres. There's a technology they did so that your body actually absorbs. Yeah, all moisturizers are not created equal. Moisturizers can look the same, you know, white lotions and I don't know if you've ever experienced not bringing your own lotion to a hotel vacation and you have to use hotel yes. moisturizer, you know, the little yes. they're they not created equal. Not created equal. You, they don't, you can put a glob of it on and you're still dry. I know. The reason for that is because there is technology in moisturizers. The way a moisturizer is delivered, what the ingredients are, it makes a huge difference. And that's why, for example, in my eczema patients or patients who suffer with really dry, sensitive skin, it's really important that they use the right moisturizer every day. You know, they can't, yeah. when you go on vacation, you can't rely on hotel moisturizer. There's a couple really great ones that you can just get at the drugstore that are not expensive, that are really good moisturizers for the body at the very least. But keep your skin damp. Well, yeah, but that's if you're going to do the oil route. But if you're going to do a good moisturizer, you don't need to do that. Okay. You can use a moisturizer on dry skin because it's going to deliver. So some really great drugstore brands are Lubriderm Intensive. There's uh, CeraVe makes a really great one. CeraVe is a great brand. Aveeno actually has a really good, it's the one in the blue top. And it has what are called hydrocolloids and ceramides that really kind of protect the skin. And we're talking like an 8 or $9 price point for a big bottle. And they're really, really good. And always go for the unscented. All right. This podcast is about beauty after all. So we can't leave you without talking about a little bit of beauty talk. We saw recently on your social media that you posted the best makeup that won't clog your pores. And I have to say, I was in there with just a really bad pimple the other day in your office. And I had a meeting and I'm like, I need something to cover. I gave you some Dermablend. You gave me the Dermablend. Yes. I got to tell you, they just made the Hall of Fame for 2021. (laughs) Yeah. We just did the podcast. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. So Dermablend's been around for a really long time. Dermablend is a pure pigment. So it provides a lot of coverage And unlike a lot of the other makeups that provide really good coverage because they're thick, it's non-comedogenic. And that word means doesn't cause clogged pores. So non-comedogenic, you won't see that everywhere. And if you do, it's typically in a lighter type of coverage. And, you know, we're talking Dermablend will cover tattoos, will cover scars, will cover so good to know. birthmarks. It's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's truly unbelievable. Yeah, it's a great brand and they, and it comes in every shade known to man. So no one can go into Ulta or Sephora and say that they can't find 
their color because it really does have, so I forget the number, but they've got almost every shade known to man. And you can drop it in your moisturizer. You can drop it in your sunscreen. You can tint your own, you know, products that you love. What are your favorite daily makeup products? So I do not leave my house without using a mineral bronzer. And by the way, mineral makeup is also non-comedogenic. So if you do like a mineral brand, a pure mineral brand, by its very nature, it's non-comedogenic, so it won't clog your pores. So I use a product called Glow Minerals. It's called Sunkiss. I don't leave my house without it. It gives me a little bit of a tan because I don't, you know, I don't like to lay in the sun. So my bronzy look has to come from makeup. And that one, it provides good coverage. It and it stays on all day? stays on all day. And your skin looks, by the way, Dr. B is gorgeous. Oh, thank you. You're I mean, she sweet. really is. It's, uh, D- Molly has a, a tendency to have really stunning doctors I just really around do. her. So it's I just really true. do. Okay, she's stunning, beautiful skin, clearly. And she's blushing again. And she's blushing. Okay, so Love eye you. makeup. What's your go-to eye makeup? Laura Mercier. Which one? So I am obsessed with her eyeliner. It's called Bronze Copper. That one. It's so soft. You have to sharpen it every time, which is really, I mean, it's annoying. You go through that pencil real fast, but it's so smudgy. It's pretty. It's smudgy. Yeah. She has like literally like a bronzy with like a little touch it's of brown. It's my favorite. I get compliments on it all the time. But here's a little tip. The knockoff version of Laura Mercier's Bronze Copper is made by Pixie at Target. Oh, good to know. And the color is called... I'm going to Target today. Copper brown or copper. It's the one that's got the copper. I forget the name of the color, but you'll know it when you see it. It is like a coppery brown you're wearing yes. right now. It's beautiful. That's Laura Mercier's. But Pixie has a much less expensive version, almost the same color, same situation where you got to sharpen it every single time you put it on because it's fine. super soft. And what about blush and lip? Cheek. I don't wear lipstick. I never wear lipstick. Do you wear like a gloss? It makes me look older. No, I use chapstick. Well, could you do an eye? Yeah. That's eyes are my you, thing. That's your eyes, eyes are, are my thing. Yeah, I cannot you know, leave my house without mascara. If what's I'm your mascara? stranded on a desert island and the one <laughs> thing I need to take, it's my mascara. L'Oreal Voluminous. L'Oreal Voluminous. Cheap, but amazing. And your black, lashes black. are so long. Do you use black anything noir. like to have your lashes Latisse. go long? Latisse. Mm. I oh, use yeah. the lash boost. Yeah, there's a lot of lash boosters out there mm. that really work. All right, we are going to do a little bit of rapid fire. What is your best beauty advice? Don't go to tanning beds and tan because you think it's going to make you look more beautiful or clear your skin. It's because it's exactly the opposite. Do you believe in a self-tan? The self-tanners? Yes. Go for self-tanners. What's your go-to cocktail? Let's see. A little bit of retinol. Oh, my God. I love that she thought I meant like... Ah! Okay, listen. Uh, I was thinking of a drink. uh, With ice? (laughs) (laughs) That is perfect. Yeah? Summer or winter? Summer. Favorite indulgence? Doritos, nacho cheese. Stop it. Biggest pet peeve? Group mass texts. Oh, oh I hate God, I They hate make me freaking bananas. And then these two are talking to each other. Oh, thanks. And the whole conversation. Oh, I, I come back from seeing a patient and I'm like 40, 45 messages in. I can't. Most underrated dermatology treatment. Best treatment you do? Probably just microneedling. All-time favorite movie? Goodwill Hunting. Oh, I love that oh, movie. I love that movie. It's really good. It's one of my favorites. Coffee or tea? Tea. Earl oh, Grey. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm not, I never drink coffee. Shoes or a handbag? Oh, shoes. Every day. But you do. She always has a great dress on. 
We I, do. We I, can do high low dresses I very do well. I love a good dress. Mm-hmm. I am. A, I'm dress obsessed. I really am. She really is. And she wears a dress very well. Dr. B, you guys can find her at Dr. B Dermatology. She's incredible. You're the best. You're the best. Thanks, the best. ladies. Thank you. I'll see you Friday. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. But I love you and you're the best. And I will say, you know, when you have smart, beautiful, competent people around you, listen to them and take their advice and don't think you know more because that's the one thing like find great doctors, always challenge and be your best advocate, but also listen to you. And I listen, I have listened You are when I did good, not want to listen. You are a good patient. I want that extra round of antibiotics and you're like, <laughs> no, we are not having that extra round, but I love you. And all thank right. you for being on the podcast. My pleasure. Michelle, so nice to see, to see you. See all, I know. We're all together. Until next time, you guys, thank you for listening. That's a wrap on this week's episode of Lipstick on the Rim. Be sure to tune in next week. You guys are going to be obsessed. As always. As always. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Emma Shigormally. We are so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim and Molly B. Sims or my website where you can dive just a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and more at mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. Wanted to give a special thanks to my team, Ashley Gasparian, Schaefer Carrillo, Ashley Sanchez, and Michelle Harrison and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. 